Welcome to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step. To finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this. And this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well. Welcome back to The Journey with your host, Karen Siao. It's a new week, and I thank God so much for the Lord bringing us thus far. Today is February 11th, and it's the fourth episode of The Journey. I can't believe that we're here (laughs) now. On today's episode, we'll be kicking off Relationship Month with the topic, Praying for My Spouse. This is going to be a five-part series where different couples will come onto the show to tell us about how the Lord put them together. And I'm so excited for today's episode with two of my favorite people ever. Stay tuned. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based podcast that's going to focus on everything and anything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, relationships, health, career choices, and etc. But most importantly, how all of these things could be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. New episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. And please, and please, and please again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe subscribe so that you can be notified about upcoming episodes and new episodes when they drop. Also, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been on this journey with us. God bless you all for the love and the support, especially the feedback. The Bible says that God chastises those he loves. And when I receive criticism, I know that it's being spoken in love and that is and no guys that is being received in love. Thank you to everybody who has pulled me to the side, called, texted, DM me to encourage me and show me where I went wrong, where I went right. I appreciate it all. And I appreciate you all. Please don't hesitate to bring our attention to anything. Feedback is well appreciated on the show. Before I begin my encouragement of the day, I just want to say a big thank you to last week's guest, Deacon Ray Ayim. We're so grateful that you came onto the journey and shared your beautiful and heartwarming story of God's love and salvation. And like I told you guys, he's coming back again next week to continue um, the five-part series on praying for my spouse. So here's today's encouragement of the day. I was going through my WhatsApp status and I saw a post by a brother of mine. And it was showing a man trying to walk through a door holding a huge sack of packages on his back. The packages had names on it, had labels, and they were unforgiveness, anger, lust, bitterness, hatred. And the picture, the image is like engraved in my heart right now. It spoke volumes to me. And that's what I'm going to share with you briefly. On the other side of the door in the image was was a breakthrough. It had said 2020, my blessings. But the man holding the sack of packages couldn't get to it because he couldn't get through the door 
because of the packages he was burdened with. And it made me think that when we keep unnecessary grudges in our hearts, we can't get through the door that God has opened for us. We can't see his blessings because we're blinded by all of these things. And, you know, in this month, February and March, we're treating relationships. We're talking about love relationships, familial relationships. We're talking about relationships with ourselves and ultimately our relationship with God. Things like anger and unforgiveness hinder us from establishing lasting relationships with ourselves and each other. And like I said, with God, because the Bible says that how can we say that we love the God we don't see yet hate the brother that we do see? So it's important that we live in love and unity and harmony. If you're holding a grudge against someone, call the person and work it out. If you're angry at someone or even yourself, take time and sit down. Ask God, pray, and ask God to search within our hearts so that we are able to overcome all these unnecessary packages, unnecessary grudges, so that we can get to the blessing that God has for us this year. So my encouragement to us all today is let's just let go and let God. So we're kicking off today's discussion with two of my favorite people ever. They're two of the most calm and humble people I've ever met. She is a friend, a sister, a mentor, a professional one too, because she has a nurse mentoring program, Rivers of Phoebe, which she's going to come onto the show again to talk about. She's a nurse practitioner, a nurse like no other, a nurse with the true essence of the word, as her husband would say. And she's so beautiful inside and out. He is my brother, and I call him my musical best friend because we vibe so well. We talk to each other with our eyes when it comes to our praise and worship sessions at church, and it's just so amazing. He's my favorite teacher, and when I tell you this, he's a, he's a, he's a deep thinker. So guys, get ready to hear some wisdom. They're both very wise, and I can't wait for them to share with you how the Lord brought them two together. Together, there's Sam Ash Anderson. So singles, get your notebooks and let's prepare ourselves to learn how to pray for our spouses. Help me welcome my favorite people, Deacon Sam and Ashley Anderson. Hey, guys. The way you introduce us, I was waiting for the people to walk in. Oh, no, you guys, are they, they, they're amazing. But like I said, they're so humble. They don't even know that they're that amazing. But yeah, like what I... Oh, I t- I'm, I'm speechless. I'm at a loss of words. But anyway, let's let's get into it. You know, so before we actually get into what we're going to talk about, which is praying for a spouse, I want the listeners to get, even though I introduced you and told them who you are to me, I want you to tell them who you are. Okay. I just first want to say thank you, Karen, so, so much for Um, thinking of us, inviting us to this wonderful show that you have. Um, We're very blessed to come and um, speak and answer any questions that you may have for us. So Karen, you said it all, honestly. (laughs) You said it all, the nurse, nurse thing. Nursing Nursing is my my life um, because it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Karen said, in the future, I will talk more about that with a Rivers of Phoebe nurse mentorship program, but I am a nurse by trade, by profession, by my life. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. Um, and, you know, I just love God and all that I do and really strive to honor him, especially through nursing. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again for allowing us to be here. Amen. 
Deacon Sam? Yes, me too. My name <laughs> is Samuel uh, Kojo Anderson, or Ando. And <laughs> thank you so much again for having us, Karen, as my wife said. A uh, little bit about me. I, I work right now in the pharmaceutical sector, I guess you could say, doing like front-end customer service stuff. But, you know, that's my job, but I think my work is deeper than that. So, mm. um, a lot of different stuff, but let's let's say that's my job for now. That's your and job. That's my job. And as you guys said, I really enjoy, like, I like to read. I like to write. I like to bounce ideas off of people. And I just like meeting new people. So, that's that. Okay. I really enjoy music, too, as, you know, Karen was saying. I really do enjoy music. It's a language of its own. Yes, yes, it really yeah, is. Yeah. It really is. So let's get right into it. Let's, you know, get into it. So our topic for today is praying for my spouse. And this is something that I feel is very important for people my age, millennials, you know, singles who are waiting on God for their spouse. So we're just pretty much going to talk to us because I'm representing the the singles <laughs> over here. We're just pretty much going to talk to me or talk to everybody about how you prayed for one another, how you prayed for one another, and then tips on how to pray. You know, we don't want to say the wrong things. We don't want to be thinking about the wrong things. So let's get into it. What's the essence of praying for a spouse? Why do we pray for a spouse? That's a, that's a great question. I think um, prayer, for one, is is not so much about what we get, but like who we become mm -hmm. through the process of praying. I think uh, last this book club that we have at our church, which you know you remember, so you know what I'm about. <laughs> so we have this uh, this book club where we read a book every month. And last month, um, we read a book by Oswald Chambers. I think that's his name. Mm -hmm. and it was called um, Every Life a Plan of God. Yeah. And he was talking about how prayer is really, um, like if God knows everything, why is he asking us to pray? Right. And he's saying that what it is, is it's showing that we, we, we have to depend on God. And it's us really telling ourselves that we don't have all the answers. So though God knows exactly what we need, he still wants us to take that step um, to come to him, uh, to acknowledge that we're dependent on him. And I think one of the main reasons why we need to pray, especially when it comes to a spouse, is because of our human and fleshy motives. Mm. Young men like myself, when you're looking for a spouse, obviously you're gonna, you're not, we're not blind. Mm -hmm. You're gonna look at there's certain things that pop out su superficially right. that if you don't take care, you focus on that, and that might be the basis of your decision. And when you enter, you see that that thing, it, it you know. Very fast, that thing will, will just, you know. Disappear. Exactly. So I think the importance of praying for a spouse is our motives, to, to, to God to refine our motives, and also to really depend on him. Because marriage is such that you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Mm. So if I'm going in it, looking at one thing, and hoping that thing will never change, and tomorrow changes, am I still going to remain? Mm. But by going to God in prayer, I purify my motives. Because you can't pray without the word of God, right? Because if, if I'm praying, it's literally me just taking God's word, presenting it to him, and asking to give me understanding according to his will. So prayer does a lot. Because I feel like even with prayer, there are challenges, yes. right? Whether you prayed for your spouse, whether you didn't, there are challenges. But if 
you pray and get that assurance, get that that sense of, of calmness for knowing that this is God's will. You know that he's with you mm-hmm. all throughout. So then that's the, in my words, in my understanding, that's what the essence mm-hmm. of praying is. So. Yeah. And um, I agree hundred percent, but just to add from a woman's perspective. Um, so maybe you agree 99%. <laughs> my 1% <laughs> from a woman's perspective. You know, I also, I want to shout out Heather Lindsay, who actually mm. brought my attention Um probably six years ago to praying for your spouse. And then now my pastor who um, has really helped us to really understand that whole concept, because I remember reading her book and um, her speaking about listing how women, we list all the things we want out of a man, but we then need to look at the list and see, are we these things that we are requesting from a man? So I think with prayer, um, as you're praying for your spouse, you're actually weeding out those who are not for you and also from the list weeding out unrealistic expectations Mm. because you're coming to God as a form of communication which as my husband said also allows us to know that we need to depend on God for all aspects and it's more like okay God let your will be done Mm. through this prayer but if we don't pray about our spouse then we don't want God's will to be done we're going with our own mindset but Mm. God will give you clarity about your spouse, and especially for women, maybe we're not looking at, um, you know, yeah, we, we, you know, we are fleshly beings, but you know, we're not, we're not looking too much at a guy's exterior. Yes, you know, we want him to be handsome, all that, but there's more to it. So I think it's, I think it's important to pray so that we don't get easily swayed and fooled by what we think may be. This is the perfect man because mm-hmm. we all say we want God fearing, but. God-fearing is more than just going to church every Sunday. So if you pray to God about that, God will show you in his word what it means to be God-fearing. And he'll check you to see, okay, this you want in a man. Are you also a God-fearing woman? Then if not, let's work on that before you even put your mind towards marriage. So based on what we're saying, we can say that you have to be single. You have to be whole before you decide to... Pray for your spouse. Is that what mm. you guys believe in? That or you guys, what are you guys saying? Yeah, I think I think I, I agree with that notion. In that, well, you know, it's relative. In that, nobody's ever complete. Mm-hmm. Even um, we're not. None of us is going to be the fullness of who God wants us to be till Christ returns for us. You know, so it's relative. In that, there's a level of completeness mm-hmm. that we we should be at before we enter, enter into marriage. Okay. And I think that level is I'm content. Mm, with myself? With myself. Okay. I'm content with my walk with God. Mm. I'm content with who I am. I'm content with my strengths. I'm content with my weaknesses. I'm content with my happiness. Right. I think um, the... During our counseling, Pastor walked us through um, this Les Parrot. Mm. He has this whole thing, and Pastor is a certified um, facilitator. It's called Simba, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. Ooh. And I think one key takeaway I have from that is that uh, one of the most marriable, that's the word they use, traits for a person is um, are they happy within themselves? Because mm. I think um, to be Complete that level of completeness. I'm talking about is that not to depend on anybody for my happiness. Wow. Because if I'm going into marriage thinking, "Ooh, I love how Ash is so giving," I struggle with giving. So I know that once we're married, 
that side of me is going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. That's false. Right. Right. Because whoever she is, is who she is. And I need to figure out if, if I desire to be a giver, that's something I got to work on separate Mm -hmm. from a marriage. So I think to a certain level, I definitely, I agree with that statement that um, we have to be complete in ourselves before we get married. So it's like not going into marriage, trying to compensate for what I lack with somebody else. If they have it, amen. Mm -hmm. They don't have it. Amen. But I should be complete in myself knowing that if this person doesn't add that to me, I'll still be okay. Right. Right. Yes, definitely. I agree. Um, But in the, in the process of completing yourself, you can pray um, for a spouse, you know, or just for a marriage in general, because we do have to pray for our heart's desire, although God mm. knows our heart and all that. But the Bible still tells us to pray, don't be anxious and just let your mm. request be known. So I think we can still let our requests be known, mm-hmm. but you should still, the prayer should, mm. um, I think include the, God's will. Exactly. It should include God's will and include God complete me before um, my spouse comes or whenever you think my spouse comes complete me so that I can be aligned with my spouse. So it mm-hmm. can kind of be like, Oh, you know, let your will be done for myself and my spouse while mm-hmm. I'm working on myself, wherever my spouse is, allow him or her to also be working on themselves. So when that time comes, we mm-hmm. can come together mm-hmm. as one. And I like what, um, my husband said with, you know, you can't expect the happiness when, you know, you come into marriage. That's so true. Like I used to think before, like, I think when he first got ordained as a deacon and I didn't know, I didn't know he was even going through the training at nothing. So that Easter convention, when he got ordained is that I was like, Oh, I was like, what? Like shocked because we were courting. Yeah. We were courting at the time. Officially, we didn't have a date or anything of marriage, but I was like, Oh wow. Like, you know, and I think I remember, then kind of doubting, oh, is this really going to happen? Because now I feel like, where's my spiritual level Mm. compared to his? Because in my mind, the way pastor was training us, I can't depend on him or his prayer life or anything. So then it checked me that, oh, I really need to get better with my spiritual life, with my own connection with God, because I can't Mm. depend on him. And even though now he's a deacon, it's challenged me more. So I would encourage us as women really get to know God for yourself yes. because when you get married, your your husband also has his own relationship relationship with God. And believe it or not, your husband will need you in times to pray and intercede for him. For him you that know? is very profound. Wow. That's mm-hmm. true. I'm, I'm seriously at a loss for it. I wanted to even ask this question. So how early on with, based on what we're saying, how early on do you think that someone should start praying for their spouse? Today, <laughs> right now, right, just right now, of our pastor didn't he start praying at a yeah fourteen? A, yeah, so fourteen as a as a teenager mm-hmm. or you know in the adolescence um, mm-hmm. stage. So, and I think because he had you know the wisdom that around him that oh I need to you know let this be known to God like okay you know my heart's desire and it, and it, and I think from him doing that. Then when he did set eyes on his now, you know, lovely sofa mama, he knew right away, like his sofa mama, our sofa mama, sorry. (laughs) For those that don't know what sofa mama is, it's your pastor's wife. We call them sofa mama. Yeah. So then he knew right away, like, oh, I'm going to marry this lady because he started early on. Mm. But that's why it goes back to the point that he wasn't, we can't say he was complete at age 14 Mm -hmm. or 
with all his, you know, maybe he had definitely more experiences in life to be complete, but he still let that prayer be known. Be mm-hmm. known. So I think it's important if we do both, yeah. you know, That's as true. early as we know to, to pray, mm-hmm. you know, we should. So I guess the conclusion I can draw from it for myself is I should start praying for my future spouse and tell God I want his will to be done in my life when it comes to marriage, but also tell him or ask him to complete me, make me a complete woman in him, my relationship in him, my relationship with him will be great. Mm -hmm. And then when his time is right, because we know God's time is the best. Mm Yes. Whenever it, whoever the person is comes my way, then you will know that this is the right time. Yes. Okay. Yes. So do you believe in signs? Like, oh God, if this is the, like, after you've prayed the mm-hmm. prayer, after you've been going through your years of singlehood and maybe you're at that age where you want to, you're pursuing marriage, I would mm-hmm. say, and you're praying, God, if this is the person for me, let me have a dream and see this, or let my mom come to me and tell me this or something. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in all of that? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a loaded answer. I'll try my best <laughs> from what I know and what I experienced. I think signs can, can be a dangerous thing. Mm. Um, this is why I say that. Um, the book, again, I'll go back. Thank God for passing the leadership Amen, in this, yeah. this book that we read. Because um, the book was it pointed my attention to a, a story in the Bible where Gideon was praying. Um, God asked him to do something, mm-hmm. a great thing that was beyond his capacity. So he prayed to God, that God, give me a sign. So he said, I'm going to put this fleece on the grass. On the, on the grass. Let all the rain come and not get it wet. Rain all around and I get it wet. Mm-hmm. And God being so good, he did it. And then he said, oh, okay, again, I think I need another sign. Let it rain wet on this thing and all around it be dry. God did it again. And then the third time, God told him to go to the people and listen for they're having a conversation. And he'll hear that they're talking about how um, God is going to use him, Gideon, to deliver mm-hmm. the children of Israel. And that happened again. And the book, Oswald Chambers was saying that when we ask for a sign and God gives it to us, sometimes we look at it as we're spiritually superior, whereas it's really God conceding to our little faith. Mm. He's telling us that this is my word. And as children of God, we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. Right. So I think it's a dangerous territory. I think when we start looking for signs, like, God, show me a sign. God, show me a sign. Because the thing is, if God's word is telling me something, and I don't believe it, right? I don't take it for what his word is telling me. And I'm looking for a sign. What's to say when that sign comes, I'll believe it then? Mm. You know, so with that, the, what the, um, Oswald Chambers was saying is that uh, when we ask for signs, first, number one, we shouldn't think that we're super spiritual because God gave us a sign. Right. Because if mm. he's saying that walk by what I'm telling you, not by what you see, and we're saying, oh, please show me something. Right. And in his mercy... If he happens to give the sign, amen, amen. that's his, his will. Mm-hmm. If he chooses not to, that's his will. But I think the guiding principle should be the word of God. There's stuff in the word of God that will tell us how to go about our lives so that we'll meet a spouse that God wants us to, you know, be, be equally yoked with. And I, I heard a beautiful way about marriage. It's like, uh, if you want to get married, just do whatever you're doing. Mm, whatever happen. your life is now. Mm. It's like, just keep walking that path. And as you're going, you're going to meet somebody who's doing the exact same thing. 
you find out, oh, wow, this person has the same interest. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're kind of handsome. <laughs> she's, she's pretty. She has some of the, and then you see that as a natural progression. But we don't step outside of the path God wants us to walk on to go look for a spouse mm. and then bring the spouse back, if that makes any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, just to add, you know, my husband is always 99%. Not always, but, you know. <laughs> There's always something missing. I there's know what always, you're saying. There's always a 1% to that you add. Should add. Yeah. Um, so with the sign thing, definitely because when I read that part in the book, I even, I think, then spoke, I either called him or something. I was like, wow, this is really speaking to me because just the way that God is not doing these signs um, just to show, oh, you know, I'm mighty God is really because of us and our lack of mm, faith okay. in him. That's you true. know, so it's it's really profound. And then, I'm thinking back to during counseling, um, pastor um, telling us, you know, do the worst, behave in the worst way you can around your soon-to-be spouse, and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, and even there was a situation. I remember I came to pastor and told him, and I was a little bit like distressed about it. And he said, "Oh, um, does Sam does Sam know about this already?" And I'm like, "Oh, I think he has an idea." He was like, okay, let's see how he reacts to this. So he came into the office. I believe we told you the situation and he was so indifferent about it. Then pastor's looking at me like, you know, okay. Cause we, so there was time pastor's like, yeah, do something to make him, let's see if he gets upset. So I believe in questions versus signs when it comes mm. to mm. praying for your spouse, when it comes to knowing and identifying your spouse, cause through the questioning of, okay, what, what is, um, what is what one thing that you detest? What is, you know, one thing that you love? And then how's the relationship with your parents? How's the relationship with your parents? How's the mm. relationship with your siblings? All these things. And even though they tell you this, you have to observe by them the by the fruits, exactly. Mm. And their interaction with all these different scenarios, you doing like just the worst things during that time, because you're not married to them. So why not go ahead and piss them off if you have to <laughs> to see how they react to you doing this? Right. And then you have a better perception of okay this is this is what i'm going to be getting into Mm -hmm. so i think that's important rather than asking god for all these signs and miracles or about you know life or about this future partner question and and really probe and find out who they really are but i that's wouldn't that happen when you already are sure of the person and you're or not, not i won't say sure but when the person is there like I'm speaking in the sense of maybe there's nobody, mm. nobody, nobody the there right now, there. and someone is coming my way, and I'm like, God, if this is, you know, if I let me take the next step with this person, if you show me this, mm. you mm. know. Well, I think uh, to that, similar to what Ash was saying, like there are guiding principles, mm-hmm. right? And I think <clears throat> one thing I'll say is is we can't take out of the equation. Is the word of God. Yes. We keep going back to the word of God. And I think really, as a, as a young man, I won't lie to you, the only thing that separates me, and I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I'm not even going to talk about somebody else in comparison. The only thing that guides me in life is the word of God. Mm. I don't lie to you. There's been many instances where I'm questioning, should I do this or that? And the word of God will instruct me, literally instruct me, based on a story that I've read and a principle that came out of that story. So I think that's not different from if there's an interest, maybe we're not courting, but there's somebody around. I want to know, is this God's will? Uh, 
you know, the book again, the the as Chambers was saying that God doesn't guide us contrary to like the wisdom that he's given us or how our mind works, right? Mm-hmm. So like Ash was saying, sometimes it's not as mysterious or mystical as yeah. we make it seem that a sign is going to drop out of heaven that the right, right. angel will talk to you as he did to Mary and Elizabeth, that this is what <laughs> yeah. it is. But then God will tell you that as a young woman, do this. Mm-hmm. As a young man, do this. As a young lady, do this. When you find a friend, do this. If your friend tells you, let's wait, uh, Proverbs will tell us that there's a kind of friend that we shouldn't associate with. So if we're seeing that this interest is that friend that Proverbs is telling mm-hmm. us to stay away from, what's wisdom telling us? Stay away from that person. Right. So quite honestly, if we want to do stuff God's way, we need to understand the principles that his word teaches. Now, for each person, it would be different. Maybe the situation you're talking about, it will require a different kind of wisdom or a different principle that I apply there than somebody else. But the common denominator is that the word of God fits every single situation. Now, how God chooses to use that to explain it to us is completely up to him. Maybe with you, God talks to you through songs, mm. right? Maybe with somebody else, God talks to him through when he's reading a book. Right. Maybe with somebody else, their mom will talk to them and they'll understand that, wow, this is what. So I think the word of God is the common denominator. However he chooses, he will do it. But to limit him to that, this is a specific thing I want you to do. I think we're putting God in the box when mm. we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree because um, I'm just thinking of I think I think it uh, goes back to even our Muhammad where with our pastor I think um, they share that she asked him a certain question mm. that she was asking you know when maybe potential so cool. yeah and he answered it differently and that's what made her then yeah, kind of acknowledge or have the interest mm. so I think it mm. goes back to the questioning so if someone comes a uh, around and you're not even sure there's no stage of courting it's just that okay maybe you may think that this could be someone i think it's fair to ask a question and see how they respond to that so as a woman i think we should have these questions questions. already prepared in our minds (laughs) write them down that and let god lead you with that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be you know these questions that have no face or nothing what's your favorite (laughs) what's your favorite food or something but some very life you know mm. altering question that you're looking at this person like is this can this person lead me and our, our family mm-hmm. you know our children and everything over whatever course number of years the lord has yeah. for us is very very serious like it should be a very serious question but that should even catch him or her off guard but yeah you know that's what you want to do to see okay how mm. what is what is their response to this i think i'll add one more thing i met in leadership class this morning I think we were watching a video about um, problems and opportunities. And uh, the video we're watching, John Maxwell, was talking about, he asked a friend about another friend, about an associate, that how's this guy? How Mm -hmm. is he? And the guy said, I don't know him because I haven't seen him go through adversity. Mm -hmm. So I can't vouch for his character. Right. And I think as Ash is saying, sometimes we see, and you know, um, courtship and a period before that, dating, whatever we want to call it, it's a very fake period, <laughs> but it's not. It's not intentional. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not intentional. You're putting your best foot forward. You know, you're not exactly. You're yeah. not showing them the true you. You're right, just and it's not. It's not. It's not like we're doing on purpose. On purpose to deceive them. each other. Yeah, she will come from her parents' house dressed up, smelling nice, to Bible study. Mm-hmm. I will come from my parents' house clean shaved, 
deodorant on and Bible study. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this was the majority of our interactions were in church. Right. Right. So <laughs> obviously yeah. The fullness of who I am, you're not going to see I'm that. But as she's saying, the questions, <laughs> the questions yeah. you're asking, will, like it's like a doctor shoots us, but nurses probing mm-hmm. that you come that this is me. Sometimes we go to a hospital because we say we're not feeling fine, but we don't know what it is. But as a doctor begins to probe, poke this side, mm-hmm. and then this reaction will mm-hmm. come. Then you start to get a clearer picture of what is wrong with the person. Right. So it's not different from when we're, we, we, we're seeing who we want to spend the rest of our lives with, mm. according to God's will, to probe. Like God has given us the Bible and all these things to guide us, but he also wants us to use the wisdom and the knowledge that he's also given us. That's right. So based on what we're saying, how were the two of you sure of each other? How did you know that you... Ash, you're my wife. Sam, sorry. Deacon Sam, you're my husband. Sam, it's okay. (laughs) How did you know? The deacon is a a title for work purposes, I guess, right? Excuse me. That's just by the way. But yeah, Sam, (laughs) how how did I know Ashley was the one for me? The way that God deals with me from, you know, what I know, in my experiences thus far, is that if I don't feel peace about a decision, I don't move forward with it. Mm. If I don't have clearance about something, I don't move forward with it. If I feel anxiety about it, I don't move forward with it. Most of the time. There's obviously, you know, outliers where I've done it, and I saw that the consequences weren't good. Mm. So with me, before I make any decision, I really listen to my, my, how God is, Resonating those things within me. Mm. Do I have peace about this situation? Um, so how how come I knew that Ash was the one God wanted me to that God is in a, in um what's was in agreement with the step I wanted to take is the peace that He gave me. Wow. And how we came about that is a whole nother story. Um, I don't know if you ask a Go question ahead. about that later. So um, so Ash and I met at a very at a at a it was a weird time in both our lives mm. that we were both trying. We knew that there was a higher calling for both of us. This is individually. Her by herself, me by myself, tired of whatever day-to-day life was. I graduated college, you know, sold a dream of you get out, you're going to get this amount of money. And, you know, a lot of things weren't as I thought it would be. And all these, all these things led me to question that there must be something more to life. So then I was I was trying to figure it out for myself. I was failing miserably. Mm. And it was right around that time that I met Ash. We went to school college together, but after we graduated, we didn't we knew each other like lightly in college. We took a class together, we're in the same group. She tried to like hit on me, but I was like, you know. Oh uh, Is that true? Oh, you should tell you the truth. <laughs> you know, but so a year after that, a year after we graduated, or a few months after that, we met again and then we reconnected. But because we were both in a state of discovery, I would say, we almost messed it up. Because mm. I knew what to do, but I didn't know how. Wow. And it started off with great intentions. I think our first time we sat together, we went to Barnes & Noble, yeah. do Bible Start study, yeah. Bible study oh, about wow. uh, fasting. Yeah. And, you know. Mind you, we were at two different 
churches. We're two different churches like, at this point. Yeah. This is what you call yeah. church first date. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. like, we're both trying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but. That wasn't our first date. The first one was Fridays, I think. Debbie? No. Hookah Lounge. It was a hookah lounge. Hookah lounge. Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's a. Yeah. So it's like we're, we're both like in a transition mm, discovery yeah. phase where we knew yeah. there was something, a higher calling right. than the satisfaction of flesh all the time and all these things. But still, we're struggling with that. So we messed each other up mm-hmm. during that, that time period. So we told each other, listen, man, we're in a period of discovery. We're in a period of finding ourselves. So maybe we're not good for each other at this point in time. So you wow. go your way, I go my way because we don't want to mess each other up. So we did do that. But then... I'll be sitting there side and I'll call this girl. I'll be sitting there and I'll text her. I'll be sitting there. And then um, a friend of hers, God bless her, mm-hmm. told her that I, I think that boy, he's very close to his pastor. What does his pastor think about all this? Yes, this was 2014. 2014. Right? So, October 2014. Yep. So yeah. then we called, I called pastor. I was like, pastor, there's this young lady. Uh, I, like, I think I like her, right? But uh, <laughs> I don't think I know how to go about the light, the likeliness. That's not the right <laughs> word. Now, mind you, all this time, he was. I was still going to another church. We barely saw each other because I think then I went to my little nursing program was yeah. out of state, and yeah. I think one once in a while he would come and visit. Very friendly visits too. Nothing would happen. Bring her food. Or bring me food, or oh, that's you know, nice. even my mom then got to know him and. She couldn't, I guess, come one time. She or something with my car, and she and was I, gonna come and help and. I guess when I told him, he surprised me and came. I didn't know he was coming all the way, what, two hours or hour and a half drive, something like that. And, but, you know, all yeah. these are uh, investments because <laughs> there's a friend of mine, when he found out the lady that he wanted to marry, he trained her for two years straight in a gym because there was benefits inside. Uh, oh. I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> but, um, but I think these are some of the things that, you know, you, oh you sow God. a seed hoping yeah. that it'll catch something. Right. But all in all, I think, um, back to your original question <laughs> oh, as to uh, how are you sure? How each are other? we sure? So we're messaging each other. So we sought guidance mm-hmm. because we didn't know how. And yeah. God being so good, Pastor told me that if you really want to know if it's God's will, pray about it. Mm. But don't pray about it together. Pray about it separately. Yeah. Set yourself aside, fast from whatever you need to fast from, and seek God's face to see if it's His will. And that's what exactly what we did. And with me, as I told you before, if I don't feel clearance about something, I don't move forward. And I felt God strongly gave me a clearance about mm. it. peace in my heart. Any doubts that I had about her, God gave me uh, assurance of. Because I think, um, Pastor says this many a time, that one of a man's strongest love language is respect. And my wife is very strong-willed. If she sets her mind to something, she's going to do it. And sometimes that may come off as being disrespectful. But it's not. Mm-hmm. She has a very powerful voice. Just the way she talks alone. Mm-hmm. Me and her can say the same thing. Hers will carry further than mine. So all of these things had me questioning. But then God being so good through that time, those specific stuff that I felt like he impressed on my spirit, that gave me calmness about it. Mm-hmm. That humility is not really about how loud you talk. Right. But look at who this person really is. Is this match with the humility that my word talks about? So I think a lot of these things, God gave me clearance. And after that, and yet still, I think one thing I really appreciate my pastor for too, that after all these things, he's like, it's a choice that you're making. Mm. No matter how much clearance God gives you, no matter how much you feel as though he's giving you 
understand that he's not pushing you that this is a choice that you're making still on you still on you so if you make this choice based on all this information when you enter the sole responsibility and accountability is on you wow yeah yes so then um just just to add it's always just to add <laughs> but during the time of the prayer was i believe he gave us seven days of praying um about each other and not talking to each other about whatever God is revealing to us. And then on the seventh day, we both met at his home and he asked us, you know, both, but separately. So I think when it was my turn, he had to like leave and vice versa. And we both said the same thing that mm. we had peace within us. And me personally, um, I think during the seven days, I was really just like outlining pros and cons about the decision Wow. And talking to God about it. And it was just, it was, it was really, it was a lot. It was a lot because like, you know, he's saying with himself, he doesn't make a decision if it's like, you know, it's not filled with peace or it's unsettling. And with me, um, I always go back and forth sometimes with myself. And I was going back and forth a lot, very, very undecisive with the whole decision itself. But at the final day, I think something I can't even remember, but I think we were talking, but not about our praying. And you said something and I just burst into tears. Wow. And I think I was bursting into tears because I then did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised. Right. I don't know why I said, why wow. <laughs> so I think it was something that he said. I can't, I should have wrote down exactly what you said, but I don't think it was even just the thing that was said. I think it was just this feeling of, wow, okay, this is really, this is my husband. Mm. And that whole unsettling back and forth, writing pros and cons on papers and trying to see or where, trying to justify why I should, why I shouldn't, it all just disappeared. Wow. And I knew that was God. Mm. So after that day, it was like, no, this is it. So then I was a little nervous because I'm like, well, I wonder what God has told him. But then I'm like, well, God can't tell me yes and tell him no. Then that means it's not from God. Mm. And this is something... So, you know, God is good. God is good. So you made a comment. You said that you knew at that moment that that was your husband. Yeah. I want to ask, do you believe that there is a one for you? Like this is, if I miss a chance with this person, that's it. Hmm. So with with that, yeah, it's, it's a very difficult question to say, but I don't know, it goes back. I'm thinking of the principles part where there's a one for every believer. Like you have to be equally yoked. Mm -hmm, We know that mm -hmm, like certain mm -hmm. guidelines that there's no exception with it. Like, you know, as far as with the one, so you can't say you meet a non-believer and you're a believer, then no, that's not the one for you. Because keep in mind, you can't go into marriage thinking you can change change somebody. somebody. But I believe what we have learned through our pastor and um, yeah, through our pastor and um, the Bible, I'm trying to say, you know, the Bible as well, but we've learned that you can make your spouse or, you know, your spouse, who you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And in terms of not like, you know, being controlling or saying you need to do this and that, but just certain, um, just a certain lifestyle, like kind of how we plant we, you know, plant whatever we want to plant. And it's us. We determine, I think with more for the men, we determine how we want the the seed or whatever it is to grow or sprout. 
if we till, if we keep tilling the land, if we water, if we do all these things mm-hmm. and we see that the plant or fruit, whatever will come out beautiful. So mm-hmm. I think as far as with making the one, it's up to the decisions and the effort we put into the marriage to make them, you know, come out as how mm-hmm. God, because we're really coming together to fulfill each other's purpose right. and to mm-hmm. work on an overall project together. So I think that's when you can kind of use that term, but it's it's kind of hard to say if there is an actual ideal one for you, because I feel like with every um, believer um, coming together and God being the foundation, you both can fulfill God's purpose for each other's lives. Right. So then that, mm-hmm. you know, that's overall, that's a general someone being the one, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that could be with with any any believer or mm-hmm. any body that God is using and who's walking right by God. Absolutely. Know? I think this is a very hard question. <laughs> but I think um I remember the advice one buddy of mine gave. He married like maybe two years before me. I used to talk to him a lot. Uh and he told me that in a wife you just look for a godly character and humility and the rest is you can work the rest out. Mm. And wow. I was like, that's that's a very bold thing to say. What if she's this? What if she's that? She's like, godly character, humility, and the rest can be worked out. Mm. And I think sometimes the trapping and thinking there's one specific person for me is that we go on like a, a wild chase, mm-hmm. just like looking for this specific. That's when we can start depending on signs and uh, miracles and all these different things. <laughs> Not to say that those things are bad in and of themselves, but we can't depend on that solely um, for this decision, lifelong decision God wants us to make. Um, so I think there's a, there's definitely a type. Mm-hmm. As a believer, God wants us to marry a believer so that we can raise godly children. Right. So there's that type there. And as personality also dictates some of this stuff, there's somebody who our personality just agrees with. And when we talk about uh, liking somebody, it's about like-mindedness. Yeah. So there has to be something that we share in common. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely a specific type, but the trap in thinking that there's one person is that, say you get married, we get married, and we're of this idea that there's one, only one person that was supposed to marry. If anything happens to start to go, some problems or issues start coming, we think that, oh, this wasn't the one person mm-hmm. that God wanted me to marry. So have to find the one. The one person. Mm-hmm. But it's not so. As long as we're both Bible-believing Christians and there's there's a com- commonality, Bible says can two walk together unless, they, unless agree. they agree. And there's an agreement there. Definitely the one that's not debatable is do they believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior? Mm-hmm. Are they committed to a lifetime of learning? Like humility. The rest, I really think it can be is 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 it's malleable. Yeah, it really it's is. True. I feel that it's way true. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes we try to absolve our responsibility by saying, Oh, I think I missed the one. Mm. I think this isn't the one, but it's human stuff. Even if that this person is perfect human being, which doesn't exist, marriage is still going to go through issues. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes, and and that's so true because even if you know you're saying, "Oh, me and this this person, we don't click, whatever," but the more you're around somebody, you notice that the more you even start to behave the same and all that. And I think that's just in in all our relationships. You know, the more mm. you're around somebody, the more you understand them because you go through the adversities, you go through the different issues of life together. So as far as with 
just like the one, the one, we make the one, you know, we mm. make it because through our effort and all that. And even just to add, I remember um, a sofa mama even said the same thing, like, as long as they don't, uh, they don't smoke, they don't drink, um, and, um, you know, they don't have any, any uh, of those type of, those poor habits, like smoking, drinking, and they're not beating you, and then mm-hmm. any, anything mm-hmm. else could be worked on. And she's so right. <laughs> yeah. She's so right, because yeah. those are the two things. But then our pastor will say, well, how did you get involved in that with anyway, like with that, someone yeah. like that anyway? So all these things, you know, um, those type of things could be avoided if you really listen to the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, sitting where us talking about this, I'm like rethinking, not rethinking, but I'm I'm reflecting mm-hmm. on, you know, stuff. I won't say stuff I've been through because I'm still very young. I'm a baby. Very young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like the reason why I asked as well, because I was thinking about a situation that happened with me. Mm-hmm. There was someone I was very interested in since I was like, thanks. 15. Sheesh. Yeah, I was interested in this person mm-hmm. for I'll say a few years. <laughs> yeah, I was interested in the person for a few years and then the person um we ended up um being together. But it was like it took so long. It was a lot of push and pull. It was, mm-hmm. you know, here and there the person the person was substantially older than me. Mm. So I think that's what caught yeah. the person was very um, reluctant because of our age difference. Mm. But then we knew that there was a connection. Mm. I mean, we were like best friends and all that. And finally, when all was said and done, and we, I guess we got together, I started to feel very uneasy. Mm. Meanwhile, I was interested in this person for years. Mm. You know, I started to feel very uneasy. So I actually told my mom, I was like, mom, pray about, you know, this person, person. and I. So my mom, she did her thing. I didn't tell her anything. So while I was also praying about it, although we were already together at this point, to the point where he said he was going to, this is very in detail. If he's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not saying any names. So. Yeah. So, you know, to the point where he, he was ready to come to my parents and say that, you know, in the next few years when Karen is this age, I want to marry her. That's, wow. you know. Yeah. So i remember i had a dream that he was in the dream i had a couple of dreams that he was with his ex Mm -hmm. so i didn't take that too serious you know i was just meanwhile i was still feeling very uneasy i didn't take that too serious. i thought that maybe it meant soul ties Mm -hmm. so i was praying about it you know we the two of us prayed about it and all that then one fateful friday evening my mom came and said karen you know i need to talk to you and i said what's what's up she said that I had a dream about the young man and his ex. Mm. So to me, that was like, okay, you know, because I hadn't spoken with her about my dreams, the dreams that God was revealing to me. So I realized that, okay, this is something that, you know, we got to look into. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kept praying about it. And then the following week I told him I needed some, you know, space. I I just wanted to get myself mm-hmm. together. In that week that I took space from this young man, the Lord spoke to me through different people, mm. not just my mom, but through my sister who didn't even know that there was something going on. Um, oh, through yeah. I went to a program and the man of God came and said, the person you're with is, you, mm. get out of this relationship right now. Like, you know, yeah. so it was, I think like you were saying, you said mm-hmm. earlier, Deacon Sam, that 
there's different ways that God speaks to each of us. Some of us, you know, through a book, God mm-hmm. will show you, you know, a passage that is meant for you. God will tell you audibly. God will tell you through a dream mm-hmm. with me. He had to tell me through different, different means, yeah. you know, different yeah. means. You know, that's so that's how I was asking, like, with the signs thing. Mm-hmm. With me, I think maybe I'm a very stubborn person. Mm-hmm. So I think with me, instead of, like, the questions, like we're saying, mm-hmm. or, you know, even I I know the word of God tells me this, but it's like my emotions. my emotions. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm very attached okay. to this person, so I'm yeah. gonna fight for it to right, work. Right. So yeah. the Lord has to, you know, be very drastic with me. Like, no, hmm. you know, this is this is where yeah. the line is yeah. drawn. Yeah. Wow. So this is not about me today. It's not about me. No, no, it's, but it's this it's, is, a con- it's not about any specific person. Yeah. It's about the, the con- you know, what we're talking con- about. Yeah. Talking. yeah, so that's very yeah. true, Ken. Because yeah. you know, um. When uh, there was a, in, I think in the book of Isaiah, God asked the prophet, or was it king, one of the kings, I'm, maybe I'm a school, but go read the book of Isaiah, maybe you can find <laughs> it there, and you can come correct me. But he asked the man to ask him for a sign, mm-hmm. and the man was hesitant to ask him for a sign. God says, I will give you a sign, so loud and clear that you yeah. know that this is a sign. The virgin shall mm-hmm. have take seed, and she, give, she bore a son, and all these things. So I think... When God wants to speak to us, yeah. he will talk loud and clear. Yes. He will. Yes. But the danger is us telling God, talk, God, talk, mm-hmm. God, talk, God, talk. Mm-hmm. But when he wants to talk, he will talk loud and clear. Yes. But to go looking for them mm-hmm. signs. Yes. But it's a it's an attitude of just openness to him. Because, mm-hmm. Karen, what happened to you? I could say that. I would say that's the grace of God. That's the yeah. mercy of God. Because yes. yeah. sometimes we want certain stuff to work so bad. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that this is the worst thing for us. Yeah. And if our heart, that's why we say prayer is so important. Yes. Because what prayer does is even sometimes when we're so stubborn with our desires, God will use prayer to change those desires. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a young lady before my wife that I was like, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was her physique, whatever it was I was seeing in her that I thought that was the one. Mm. Try many different ways. My wife knows. I tried many different ways to make that thing work. Yes. But God used a lot, a lot, a lot of different things to show me that this is not my will. Mm. So I think I, it, it's not that praying brings us a good wife or praying brings us a good husband. It's that praying opens our heart to God for him mm. to do his will. Yes. Right. So it's not the specific actions that we're doing. It's that God uses that, stands on that, uses that, and he he, he accounts that to us. Mm. And then he lets his will be done. Right. So even in times like your situation, I'm sure that must have been hard. It, it was because it's somebody difficult. you're very invested in. Very invested. It took it took another week of space and prayer just to even break the news to because it was like I would say this is someone I'd been pining for for yeah. right, right, years. Right. It's like a lot of push and pull on and off here right. and there, yeah. trouble, yeah. all that stuff. And then finally, it's like oh, we thought. It was God's will. Finally, yeah. we're together. And then this is what, you know, it is. And I, I can say that I could have been saved from all of that mm-hmm. if I had just listened to God in the, in the beginning. Or if yeah. I, even if I just opened up to him and say, you know, God, what is your will yes. in this situation? I could have been saved from all that. But then again, it's also a teaching experience. It is. Absolutely. It is. You know, That's for, why he allowed it to happen. Yes. But, you know, and the, the I'm sorry, but it's uh, sometimes... Like this experience you went through, it would be bad if you didn't learn from it. Mm. Yeah. That's when it have been horrible. Mm-hmm. But if you've learned from it, amen. Amen. Because, you know, God uses all things, even our horrible mistakes, yeah. mm-hmm. for the good, if we learn from them. Yeah. But if we go and repeat the same mistake again, 
then that's you know that's up to us. Yeah. That's our own sauce. We have to eat ourselves. That's, that's true. true. That's so true. That's true. And even just um, she learned. She learned from it and was able to share. Yes, to encourage someone. Encourage else. someone. Mm. So that's where it doesn't become a you're not a failure or anything mm. right. with the mistake. But when we keep it in and then we especially even with our children like I think we just learned that on Friday mm -hmm. like if we're not able to tell them our experience in order to prevent them from going down mm -hmm. that path then as a parent you are a failure because you're not yeah. able to be open and expose mm -hmm. some of the mistakes you know that will help them to not go that route and, you know also to add the Lord knows who who are his mm -hmm. and it really is by God's grace is, that yeah. you, know, you didn't get stuck in that situation. I even have some questions, so maybe I'll ask you off the air. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm curious. Too. I'm curious. <laughs> now that you said it's for later. Yeah, so we're wrapping up. Um, I think what I can conclude, you know, maybe based on the listeners, and honestly, listeners, if you've, after listening to this, if you have any questions for the couple or if you have any questions or any feedback you can always dm us at the journey podcast but what i can conclude from this and please fam correct me if i'm wrong that before i can begin to pray for my spouse i need to begin praying for myself and yes. make sure that like i said before i'm complete in him that i have a personal relationship with him that i'm who god has called me to be you know in the midst of that also praying for the person that he has destined for me to be with that we fulfill each other's purpose and then even when the person does come my way continue to pray get to know the person question the person no i mean even though in court you can't know the person's ins and outs but the lord will show you you what know you what see. you need to see. Yeah. So, I, is my conclusion drawn correctly? For sure, hundred yes. percent. You know this, yeah, this verse: "Ask, and you shall what? Receive. Knock, no, seek, and you shall Find. knock, and it will be open, open to, to you. you." So, I yes. think that's the totality of everything he said. Matthew seven seven. Right. That's it. Is that if we really want to know if this is God's will, let's ask Him. Mm. If we want to know that. What is inside of this person is what God wants for you for life. Knock on that thing. Mm. And that's, sometimes it's irritation, as you're saying, yeah, asking questions. Yeah, yeah. And then to also knock, knock mm -hmm. and then seek. You know, so I think ask, as Pastor breaks it down, A-S-K, ask, seek, knock. Mm -hmm. And God is always faithful to reveal to us. Amen. 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 Yeah. So thank you so much, Deacon Sam and Sister Ashley for coming onto the show. You guys are going to hear from them again because they will definitely be back onto the show to talk about their personal journeys and also talk about, you know, their personal ventures with Sister Ash. Sister Ash is the CEO and the head of her nurse mentorship program called Rivers of Phoebe, which I actually wish I was venturing into nursing just so I could be a part of. <laughs> But yeah, so thank you both so much for coming onto the journey and honoring my request for you guys to come onto the show. I am highly appreciative, very, very grateful to the two of you. Thank you we for thank having God. us, thank Karen. You God bless us. you so much. We pray that love something you. we said, well, you know, God will use it to touch somebody. If anything, if it wasn't for anybody who's listening, it was it's definitely for, for me. Awesome. And and this was for me. Done. I learned a lot. This as for me well. too. Yeah. I learned a lot. Big time. Yeah. Thank God. Thank you, Karen. Okay. Yeah. 
So thank you guys for listening to The Journey with Karen Siam. If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out our Instagram page at The Journey Podcast, at The Journey underscore podcast. And stay tuned for our coming website. Please, 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 please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Join us next week when we talk about part two of Praying for My Spouse with Deacon Ray and Deacon A. <laughs> Deacon Ray and Deaconess, let's say, Lucy. Aim. <laughs> Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. I love you all and have a wonderful week. This is called a journey.